This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on CityCast Madison. We round up the news with... A Madison mystery. A local organization was swindled out of millions, and federal prosecutors aren't saying who. Up at the state capitol, Republicans have blocked a rule from Democratic Governor Tony Evers that would have effectively banned conversion therapy in Wisconsin. And are recent bank failures affecting our local tech industry? The whole CityCast team is here today. Bianca Martin, Molly Stentz, and me, Dylan Brogan. It's Friday, March 17th, and this podcast is too big to fail. Here's what Madison's talking about. It's the Great Friday Roundup, and we have Bianca Martin. Good morning. Good morning. Molly Stentz. Good morning. Hey, hey, hey. So one thing uh, I found interesting was this story that Ed Treadlevin with the Wisconsin State Journal wrote. It's about this national, international fraud scheme, but it involves this Madison organization that is unnamed, but $2.4 million was stolen from this, quote, Madison organization. It sounds like a mystery to me. $2.4 million just gets stolen, and this is the first time we're hearing about this? It, it happened three years ago. Who's doing the fraud? Individuals, supposedly. This is all alleged. Uh, but someone in New York. But anyway, there was an email phishing scam to this Madison organization. Interesting they don't say company. Is it a nonprofit? Is it a company? I don't know. According to the affidavit, hackers got into the email system of this Madison organization. They intercepted invoices from vendors, changed the banking route codes, and then they sent these new invoices to another employee, and they got paid. Reminds me of Office Space. For those who haven't seen it, it's a big <laughs> movie about a big scam and, and making making money behind the scenes. Well, in Office Space, they were they were stealing uh, pennies at a time on every on millions of transactions, and then they messed it up, of course. Right, but this that was one, the hope. So they send a fraudulent invoice for a half a million dollars, and then like six hundred thousand dollars, and all of a sudden, two point four million dollars is stolen from this Madison organization. And I think this is the first time we've been hearing about it. So. What is this organization? Like, who who's cutting $500,000 invoices and not checking? Well, but it sounds like they were intercepted, right? That's the whole... Well, they got in the email system, right? So let's just say, uh, okay, so you're an organization and a vendor sends you a bill. And so what they did is they kept the vendor name on there, but they changed all the banking codes and they changed the amount. Let's say you owe MG&E $40. Uh, they say, oh, mg and you actually owe us a half a million dollars. And they change the bank routing codes and it just gets paid. And so you have to have that much money in the bank to be able to be making those deposits. I'm sure you've had it where your debit card or your credit card's like, hey, this seems weird. You've never paid this person before. Like, and it's for 20 bucks. Like when you go on vacation, is this really you? That what? What? How did this happen? 
I just got got recently. Somebody used my card for all. There's like very strange. Like they're taking one cent out and had to cancel my card. But like a <gasps> few different. It was like some Western. <laughs> it was very curious. Uh oh. So yeah, paying attention to your books is pretty important. You know, learn that from Breaking Bad too. But that was the thing that got me about this though. Is it's pretty clever scam, right? Because it's all happening electronically. So for my household, I'm the one making the purchases and paying the bills. So that makes sense. But in a large company, that's not one person. That's multiple people. So somebody is making the purchase and then some payable department, right, is paying it. And so if they're not communicating, if they're not talking to each other, yikes. This has to be a huge organization to be just like sending over half a million dollar invoices. And it's just like, oh, this is normal. Which is probably why they don't want their name out there. Anyway, I like a good mystery. Uh, And I even called the reporter up, Ed Treadlevin, and uh, he is another reporter people should know. He's been doing it a while. He covers like the court beat. And I was like, what did this, you know, I could have looked it up on Pacer, but he did all the work. So I cheated and I called him up and I was like, what is, is there any, what is this organization? Is it a nonprofit? Is it a government agency? And he's like, all it's listed as is Organization A, and that's based in Madison, Wisconsin. Do you have any guesses? So is this like epic? Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I don't want to speculate, but $2.4 gets, well, a little bit. I mean, who has just $2.4 million to lose in a week? Well, I guess I better come clean. <laughs> anyway, I hope we find out who this organization is. And I feel, you know, maybe, you know, I feel bad they're victims of a, a fraud case, but just seems like we would have heard about this. Yeah. Fraud's getting so sophisticated. Don't they have insurance, though? I don't think that. Insurance isn't free. Is it $2.4 million? I guess I won't speculate either who it might be. Yeah, probably not going to do that either. But if you're listening... (laughs) Tell us if you lost $2.4 million, please. Just end this mystery for me. For some reason, that really jumped out at me this week, this story, just because, A, just like cybersecurity is a thing, um, but also that this Madison organization was caught up in this scam and how easy it seemed to be. It's a couple of emails and you change an invoice and bing, bang, boom, $500,000 in your account. Could it have been an inside job? I don't think so. At least the indictments don't seem to suggest that. That would make it even more intriguing. Well, mm-hmm. shoot, but yeah. Crime. Online, crime, crime, crime. Online invoices, man. Check them. Check yourself. Hackers. Before we dive into more news, we're going to take a quick break. I mean, it is Friday, and that means Bianca wants to tell you about one of her favorite spots. What about you, Bianca? What Any fraudulent uh, activity in the news that you want to talk about? I'd have to say so, Dylan. It's about fraudulent practices at least according to many an organization that studies psychological health. On Tuesday, Assembly Republicans voted to block a ban on therapists who work to change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity, aka conversion therapy. This is the latest move in like a political jockeying saga around the issue and the Capitol. State Republicans have successfully blocked the conversion therapy ban twice now since its start in 2020. It was put forward by the state's therapy and social work examining board because it's a discredited practice. And on Tuesday, the Assembly GOP introduced a new bill to stop any future bans from that board. In other words, ban the ban. (laughs) But they didn't vote on that bill because it would never get past Governor Evers' desk, 
So wait, conversion therapy. Yeah, well, like, well what? Is, this conversion therapy is just pray the gay away, essentially. Yeah, the idea that you can change someone's, you know, who they're sexually attracted to or change if they feel like, you know, they belong in a different body or they they identify more to a different gender, that you can change that through therapy. But there's very little evidence um, for that being effective. And obviously that things like family rejection and societal prejudice, like those sort of things fuel depression. And, and folks. So I think it's something that should be given more attention. It's widely discredited by the American Psychological Association, by the American Medical Association. And not only does it not work, but it also causes a lot of harm. Um, and so the ban was put forward and um, Republicans- By a state the, agency. By a state agency. And Republicans in the assembly blocked the ban because they want conversion therapy to be um, something that Therapists can continue practicing. It's just a lot of political stuff afoot. I'm curious what you guys think about this. Well, it sounds like nothing's changing. It's not that something is changing so much as they're successfully um, keeping conversion therapy on the books. I guess to me, it's like more divided government is kind of feels like has been the state of state politics in Wisconsin. Well, I'm just horrified. Even though it's like it's state government as usual, I think if you pull back the curtain and just thinking about who this is impacting, it's a, this is really, really unfortunate because not only is it a discredited practice, it's hitting a extremely vulnerable community. Specifically, I'm thinking about like minors, so LGBTQ youth. They already There's already horrible statistics about how they're doing as a group uh, mental health-wise. Yeah, I think you're just seeing the cynical me, like the, the part of me that's like not surprised by this type of stuff because this is how it's been for years. So like if that feels jaded and cynical, but it, it also is my honest response. You know, and also Madison's obviously a proudly gay, queer, friendly city. Our mayor is gay as a gay woman. We hold open, robust pride celebrations. And like, I just can't help but think something like this, you know, just even seeing it in the news, uh, it makes me think that there might be, you know, a rise in violence against uh, against LGBTQ individuals in our community. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Of course, there are people who are pushing back against this movement. Anywho, uh, there are other things happening. So that's state legislators making rules about conduct. Molly, you've been interested in, in some misconduct that regulates the feds. Tell us about that. Oh, man, the bank bailouts. I'm a bank bailout nerd. They're not technically bailouts. You want to fight me? You want to you fight literally everyone well, in America? Well, they're technically <laughs> not a bailout. They're an insurance fund <laughs> that banks pay into, but sure. All right. I mean, I'm just trying to represent Janet Yellen here a little bit. <laughs> Who needs a lot of help representing herself. Oh, then, my gosh. I was going to say she does. Just right. on this podcast, she's not. She, could, she declined her invitation to join <laughs> the roundup. She's a little so. busy. I get it. So folks have heard about this bank bailout situation or, you know, bank failure, if you want to say that more technically. I saw that Congress like got on that emergency Zoom call after the FDIC took over Silicon Valley Bank on Friday. This took me by surprise, and it just made me think, could that happen here in Wisconsin? There was a lot of inklings this week where it sounds like 
one of those things that, oh, maybe it's, this is weird that this happened, but maybe this is the start of something like Bear Stearns in March of 20, 2008 or whatever. That, you know, and we started to see a little bit of the ripple effects, right? Like our biggest banks, their stock prices took a hit, Associated Nicolay, like already this week. There were depositors here in Madison, right? Like Generator, that VC firm, they've got that office in Starting Block on East Wash, here in Ma- right here in Madison. They use that bank. They're not some like ginormous institution. They got, I don't know, 100 employees or something. They work with a bunch of tech startups here in Madison. I didn't know that there was a that level of a connection to Madison. Yeah. I guess they just thought it was safe no matter what. But okay, so they do let this bank go down and let's say Generator loses some money. That hurts our community. I mean, I sort of get why these interventions are needed. I just, seems like maybe they should be putting in more safeguards in banking, not getting rid of them like they did a couple of years ago. Yeah. So do you think we should be, as Missy Hughes suggests, that the state should be taking on the risk, that we should be doing, providing the venture capital? I mean, they've got this $50 million fund that already exists, right? This Wisconsin investment fund that's going to spend our money, $50 million, to, to basically be a state venture capital in, in risky tech startups. Well, I hope it pays off, right? I guess $50 million. All seems like gambling to me. What is it? You like miss every shot you don't take? <laughs> I don't know. We got to get in the game a little bit, you know? It's true. You know, if any of our listeners, if any of y'all out there work in tech, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Do we need more state money financing tech or no? Do we need more better bank regulation or do we just need more business as usual? The feds kind of step up and take over when things happen. Get your money insured. I don't understand why that's so hard. Get two accounts. Oh, so Giannis, have you heard about Giannis? Did he lose a lot of money? No, because he's Greek, remember? So he, that guy had his money in like a million different banks, all quarter million, because he's smart. That was a crazy story, right? Like that dude, he was like, mm-mm, too smart for y'all. Know what happens when the banks crash your economy. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, like, I, I moved away, but I've stayed with UW Credit Union. This isn't an ad. Um, and I, I so like at an inherent at a sort of like a, uh, a soul level, I feel really good there. <laughs> like I felt like and I think there is some like intuition to that. Like I trust Wisconsin. Like we kind of tend to have, you know, we're also a state that create all these regulations, you know, for the whole nation. We kind of care about our people. Um, not that other people places don't, but we have a good track record of of caring about the the little guy. Same though, credit unions way less risky. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good Madison hack, isn't it? It is absolutely. When are we going to do that episode soon? Right. We're going to hack into Madison. No, some uh, some tips for getting along in Madison. Some some helpful things. So we should all come up with them. Good idea. Uh, yes, I cannot wait. So yes, we want everyone's ideas. We want your ideas for the things that just like, if you had a friend that was moving to Madison from somewhere else, and the download that you would give them when they first got here, like, here's the things you need to know. Yeah, like the little tricks of the town kind of thing. Tips of the town. You heard of that the AI, the chat GPT, right? So I've been messing around with that, and I thought, okay, well, maybe this can do our jobs for us. And it turns out that is not true. Do you want to hear the the Madison life hacks, according to 
chat GPT. So this is an AI, right? Yeah, exactly. So the first one, embrace the seasons. That's good advice. A little boring. Madison experiences all four seasons. So be prepared for hot summers, cold winters, and everything in between. Thanks, robots. Another tip from the AI, invest in appropriate clothing for each season. Smart. Not everyone is pro-clothing in Madison. I mean, maybe the robots have not witnessed the World Naked Bike Ride. That's true. They get kind of progressively more lame. Uh, Stay active and healthy. I mean, that's kind of a life hack. Just generally, just like make sure to eat well and care about your physical and mental health. But the best one... The ultimate, and I think this is a, the most solid one, chat, GPT, the best Madison life hack, find affordable housing. <laughs> uh, Madison can be a, an expensive place to live, but uh, there are affordable options if you do your research. I think we can do better than this. Can you ask it where the housing is? Where is Madison's affordable housing? Maybe it can like 3D print some for us. I don't know. We need to do something, but okay. Uh, so though, that's just to get a, get the ball rolling because I'm pretty sure we can come up with some better ones. Listeners, you can do better than this chat bot, right? Come on. Send them in. Madison at citycast.fm. That's our email. And look forward to that episode. I'm looking forward to it. Molly Stentz, Bianca Martin, thanks for joining us on the Roundup. Woohoo! That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. Bianca Martin is our host. We're produced by Molly Stentz and me, Dylan Brogan. Music is by Carl Christensen. You can also get more news delivered right into your inbox from our friends at Madison Minutes. If you enjoyed the show, ChatGPT says, it's always a good idea to share your positive feedback with others. We'll be back Monday morning with more local news from around the city that doesn't come from robots. ChatGPT says, get yourself some affordable housing. That's the best one ever.